Why are you looking at me like that? Why? I don't get it. Neither do I. You, you you're starting. Me- you're starting banter. I was waiting for you to start banter. Oh. That was my look. Just you pressed record, so you have to start talking. That's oh. how it works. Okay. Well, we were on vacation last week. We were. Normally. That's your banter. <laughs> That's, it. <laughs> That's it. Folks, we're on vacation. We were on vacation. We're done with that now. Tomorrow no, we're not on vacation. And normally we would um, go somewhere, usually northern New England, but this year, uh, for a lot of reasons, one of which we'll talk about in a minute, but um, we had to do like a staycation. Mm-hmm. We did. I thought it went well. It was nice. It was really nice. <laughs> no, you know what? I want to redo. <laughs> I want to do it all over again. We'll try to take another week off soon. No, I think it was really nice. We had some nice experiences with kids. I thought and... it started off great. We did one of your favorite activities, which was walking straight up the side of a small mountain. Yeah, it was actually a horrible, absolutely horrible way to start vacation. I like to do certain kinds of hiking. short that are shorter it's like walking around the backyard nope 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 i i do like a good workout but i felt my age um i know i'm not very old but i felt old as i was pounding my knees on the way down but on the way up you gotta do more it steps. It was just these rock steps for as far as the eye could see. And honestly, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> but I'm in decent shape. My I mean, legs, I'm not in the best shape of my life, my that is for sure. Held but up really I, uh, well. I know. Congratulations. You had a wonderful experience hiking. Well, no, I don't know if I would go that far, but I like hiking. I like hot hikes. And I had been really focusing on. Building up the muscles around my knees for the reason why you stated. Because normally when I come down a mountain, I have one bad knee to begin with. And normally they just would be killing me. And I usually don't have any problems. And I had no but problems. I, I, I felt like by the time I was done with that, I might have wanted to hurt you. Um, just saying. But of course I would never... But the thought did cross my mind. It was a good family bonding opportunity for us. And then we rewarded the kids by doing what all good families should do. We went to Chick-fil-A. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot. I'm another, like, I'm waiting. Another, what did you reward the family with? Pretty plug on Raising 8. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. So that, I thought that was nice. That yeah, was that was very that. nice. That difficult, was very nice. A difficult day for you. We, some of us couldn't walk for multiple days, chicken. but I did get Chick-fil-A out of it. And we did a variety of, of things, mini we golf did. and mini golf. Horrible beach experience. Oh, the beach experience was, we are not beach people. We're not beach people. Like There's we just... don't like, oh, let's take eight kids and go spend a whole day at the beach. No, that's like, that's really purgatory for us. Yeah, we've never, it's just never our, has been our thing. Now, we do like to go at night, which was, this was our attempt to do so for the first time this year. And they were like, it was raining, it was cloudy, there was no, it was, it was zero warm. breeze. But it wasn't even it that was it was so really odd. that warm. It was just, there was Humid. no breeze. It was, we were Humid. by the ocean. Umid. <laughs> Uma Thurman. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. It's, it's. 
Anyway, it's humid. It was humid. I know Say that. the H. It was a joke. Oh. <laughs> you do. You you take the H oh, off I of. You make words. the H yes. silent. Wait, um, what are the other words that you do? We're not okay. So back back to the beach. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Let's go through those words that start with an H. Back to the beach. <sighs> I don't want to go back to the beach. It was so terrible. Was another, it was, it was but, terrible. Again, two terrible things on but our again, vacation. But, you know, so wait, let's go back. But how, how did that was, one end? How wait, did wait. your week go? But honey? how did that one end? Oh, it was... That, but that ended amazing. No, actually, it was we, amazing. Again, rewarded end. the kids with food. We went to ice cream. Get ice cream. Yes. This is what we do in an Italian, Greek, French, Canadian, Scottish home. We... We just we, throw food at people and make them feel better about life. Well, I feel better about life when yeah. I'm eating. Yeah. So that was fun. And then on the way home, we saw this beautiful rainbow. Oh my gosh! Behind was, us, and then a beautiful sunset in front of us. It, it was, that it was, was amazing. Quite amazing. But so the funniest part about that was, it was getting kind of crazy in the van because we were kind of far away from home, and they had just eaten ice cream, so everyone was a little sugared up, and the middle dangerous. It was. It was getting really loud. And so the middle of the van was like some of the older kids and they could, they were trying to talk to each other and they were getting so frustrated because the little ones were in the backseat going nuts. And all of a sudden I hear Celeste, she's five. She starts screaming something and Mariana's saying, stop screaming. And when we figured out what she was screaming about, she was the one who saw the rainbow right. first. And she was going, rainbow, it's a rainbow. And it was like this, at this decibel, the, her, her high pitched, like I thought it was horrible until we realized what she was saying. She was so excited. And this was one of those rainbows. I don't, I don't know that I've seen one exactly like this in my, in my life. It went the full arch. Just, it was beautiful. I mean, it was really. I only saw pictures after, and it was amazing. I was driving, all the colors. We could see all the colors. It was so vivid. It was really beautiful. So yeah, that was a nice end to a horrible beach experience. It was. Mm-hmm. And then our vacation kind of took a turn for the worse on the last day. Uh, a couple episodes ago, we had talked about my visit with my grandparents and my Pepe, Pepe Goulet was not doing well. Um, and then last week he went into the hospital and he, he passed away um, on Friday. And so that was how our vacation came to an end. And so by the time, time this is released, we will have laid him to rest and kind of gone through all the stuff that you have to go through as a family. And and listen, 94 years old, yeah, a good Beautiful full life. Full life. Um, so we figured, uh, you know, my... Please pray if you get this. Pray for my grandmother, my meme, because they were married for almost seventy-four years, and uh, this will be very. This is going to be very tough on her. And so, any prayers you want to throw out there at her, I know that she will appreciate them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he had a good life, and uh, and so we figured, uh, well, our family's being impacted by a death of a loved one, and we thought we would just talk about that reality, and in, in our lives, and so today's episode of Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. Is going to be about death. Mm-hmm. Yep. Death. Because it's a part real. of life. It's a part of life. It's yep. real. And and so we just thought we'd just spend a few moments talking about, about that reality and how do we approach that as a parents, family, as, as parents. a family, as a Catholic family. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's truths out of our Catholic faith that really are center us when it comes to this topic. 
and it's also a topic we're not we've never been afraid to talk to our kids about mm-hmm. and I think we're living in as we've talked about very interesting times and I think some of what we the sometimes the overreaction to something like a pandemic and we're not going to get into COVID real to real disease whatever but um, but I think people's reaction to the idea of, of death of, of right i think comes out of kill me. a, a flawed understanding of that reality scared of dying yeah yep. yeah absolutely so which again it's not, that's fine it's human it, it, it's not right. easy it's the, un, it's the unknown we don't we don't know except don't, that i except mean of base, except on our faith the truth we know, that we've been given through our it's faith, the right? unknown as far as our that, experience right. goes you know you can't it's like oh i could be scared of flying in an airplane but then I actually fly in an airplane and now I know what it's like. I could still be scared of it, but I know what it's like. Well, death, we've never get to experience it till we're there doing it, dying. And, you know, so there's this real fear that people can be gripped by because it is an unknown experience and you, you never get to know it <laughs> except for when it happens. That's it. So, but our Catholic faith is so beautiful and gives us, such hope when we think of death that we don't have to be scared of it. And that doesn't mean that we all walk around saying, oh yeah, like no big deal if I died today. Uh, But that we have a different understanding of that death is the end of this part of the journey, but the beginning of the next part of the journey, which is where we're all trying to go, which is the afterlife, go to heaven and be with God. So I think it's important to have these types of conversations with as a family and with children um especially obviously when it comes up but you know we all experience death in some capacity animals i remember when i was a kid you know animals dying Uh, i had a really good friend whose mom passed away growing up and so you kind of just have these experiences that happen and sometimes people have much more tragic experiences of death um, at a young age and they're forced to kind of deal with it at a young age and that's tough but if if they're not if they're not in that type of situation or like for our children have experienced one other grandparent, my grandmother died a few years ago. And so actually I was just talking to the kids at bedtime, the youngest girls, um, as I was putting them to bed, because I was talking to them about pep and that's what they called Michael's grandfather, pep and how tomorrow will go to his wake. And I was explaining what a wake is and, that they can't go to the funeral, unfortunately, because of COVID. It's limited, so only the oldest ones will get to go. But, you know, just explain to them about what they'll see at the wake, how his body will be there, but his soul is not. And having that whole conversation, and <laughs> Celeste, again, she's very inquisitive, and she's asking these questions. So, wait, is his head chopped off is the first question that I got. And I looked at her. What? What? No, honey. No, his head's not. His head is attached to his body. And I explained the full body is there, but the soul is not. So she was, I think she was wrestling with that. Like his soul is gone. Yeah. His mind is gone, but his, you know, um, so I was kind of explaining to her what the soul does and you know, how his soul is alive and hopefully with Jesus and we pray for him and we stop, we pray to hail Mary for his soul and just having this conversation letting them kind of wrestle with it and that that led to a conversation about heaven and 
it it, it, kind of, it was really cute because Kiara said she's seven and she said, you know, when I picture heaven, I picture clouds. And then Julia said, I kind of picture, it was weird. I actually used to picture it being dark brown, like the, like the bark of a tree when I pictured heaven. And we started these whole images of heaven and then we talked about whether there'll be food there. And I was like, yeah, of course there'll be food. And how do we eat without a body? It was like very interesting. We will have our bodies again. And this just gave like this whole conversation just came out nicely done well thanks it was just a conversation but, but it's I, one of many conversations i was gonna say yeah yes. this is not the first time and um and again your your grandmother on your on your greek side you know passed away and so that that was their real first experience my my grandfather, my father's side, we were in Maine when he passed away, but they also didn't really know him at all. No. Um, and they didn't know either of our, um, two of our other grandmothers. They didn't know. Mm-hmm. No one, your other, your other grandfather, they didn't really know either. So, Not too much. So this was, um, really they knew Yaya and, mm-hmm. and then they really, and they knew my, and my, my uncle, yeah, my godfather yeah, passed away. Passed they away. knew him yeah. very well. So, so we've had, was, you know, we've had yeah. some deaths in your aunt. Angie, right? Yeah, they have memories. That's right. So they've, we've had, you know, this is part of life. Uh, people die that we care about. And so there's the, the um, it's important to talk through. They hear us talking about it. We don't like walk into into side rooms. We we talk about what's happening and, and, and have the conversations with the little ones that are appropriate for the little ones. And then conversations with the older ones as, as we see fit that's appropriate. And we've done this... Um, I think since our kids, we started having kids and this stuff would happen. So, so I think there's like two elements to, to this for a family, right? Is the, you know, this is not a, you know, this is always, it's always a sad thing to lose somebody that you care about. But again, my grandfather was 94 years old and he had some health issues on and off, but he's kind of fought through them over the years, but he had a good full life and uh, 21 uh, grandchildren, 52 great grandchildren, a real awesome, profound legacy of life yeah. and family. And so there's going to be that piece of I'm, 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 I'm grieving and I'm going to be very sad over the next few days. But at the same time, my grandfather lived a good, full life. And there's lots of good that happened in his life as well. And he certainly left a, a real positive mark on the world. So I think there's that two-pronged thing of obviously working through the grieving and what that's like. And we're all grieving in different ways. And obviously he's my grandfather and I've known him for my entire life. And then there's the other side of it of hope, the hope that we have as Christians that there's eternal life, the hope mm-hmm. that we will be with God face to face in heaven. And I, and I, I guess it's tough for me being a Christian who believes it's tough for me sometimes how do people how do, well, we don't. They struggle, right? How do they do this? You yeah, know? without faith. How do you deal with death? And without... I think they avoid it. Well, yeah. Because there's been a big rise in lots of people my grandfather's age, that generation, and even my parents, their age, if they're passing away. A lot of these people who are believers, who go to Mass and are, and are service, you know, but they're Christians, they're practicing Christians, are not being given services. This is, we hear about this in the work in Boston, the Archdiocese of Boston, I hear about this all the time. Deacons complain about it, and lots of people's stories filter up to us that they're just these kids decide not to have anything or keep it just a graveside thing real quick, get it over with, 
and almost like to avoid having to deal with it to deal with it at all. Mm, that's sad. It's very sad. First of all, it's just not honoring and respecting. I don't think the right the parent or grandparent, but it's then just kind of like pushing, avoiding, avoiding and pushing it away and not dealing with it because it's hard. Something that's happens to all of us. All of us. Well, that's what I was talking to the kids about. <laughs> We, we, we all, we're all going to die. That's part of life. That's the way we're designed, but our soul lives forever. So our soul is going to live forever. And, and the Julia, who's eight, was explaining to the other girls about how there's no time in heaven. <laughs> and she was giving them this little theology lesson, which was really cool to hear her repeat back, you know, um, because Kiara asked if in heaven she'd be able to celebrate her birthday Hmm. and julia explained to her that birthdays aren't in heaven because there's no time so we don't there's (laughs) and i was like cool yeah that's that's right julia there is no time it's outside of time and that's hard and and they're like kiara's like well how did god how how is god always been then like how how who, who brought him like how did he he come you know and then that starts a whole other conversation and, I, and I can, now again we've we say this it's like every episode we talk about laurie and i both have masters in theology we know the faith so i can it can be tough i bet for some parents to answer these types of hard questions even good parents who Absolutely. do believe and stuff i haven't thought like oh my words yeah. how i'm gonna how answer this? this yeah i haven't even thought about this right. question I, I believe i believe there's eternal life i believe that our hope is that we go to heaven. But wait a minute. I hadn't thought about, I'm starting to have kids. And I haven't thought and about just myself. Never mind. Because kids ask They ask questions. Hard and they, questions. Very hard questions. Oh, yeah. They've stumped they've me stumped more me. than a few times. Oh, yeah. They've stumped me and for sure. And made me go read something. And, and so I think that's probably getting to the answer to this is if you're a parent in that situation, don't avoid it. Encourage mm-hmm. the questions and go read. Let them almost point you. To the things that you need to go read up on. Yeah. And, and then ask people that you know who might be knowledgeable about the faith. Go ask your your parish priest or if you're Protestant, your, your minister. But go ask somebody who's knowledgeable. Go read the catechism. Go read the Bible. The Bible, the compendium to the catechism. <laughs> Just find There's something to... There's so many to things that you could, you know, learn get, more get a about. good, yeah. good solid, yeah. simple, simple Catholic answers that you can pass along to the kids. You don't have to have degrees right. in theology. Right. We right. just happen to go that path of our, and again, in our studies. The, us, That's just what we degrees, chose to study. Still get stumped. But we get stumped too. <laughs> and, you know, it's, but it's good for everyone should be able to answer some of the basic life questions that have to do with our faith. And so if you find a child asking you something that you have no idea how that works. Or let's say your child asks you if uh, Aunt Harriet, who just passed away, is is an angel now. And you say, well, pop theology tells me <laughs> that, yes, she is an angel. If I look on Facebook, all the, people, all the people who pass away, Sorry, folks. you know, and you can say, no, no, people don't become angels. That's, that's not how it works. God created all the angels. All of our kids, well, not all of them because the little ones haven't quite grasped it yet, but the big ones can answer that God created the angels before he created us. And then he created human beings. And so when people die, you can't become a different kind of being than you were when you were on earth. You're the same being, but you're, you become a saint. 
if you're in heaven, you're a saint. And otherwise your soul is tormented in hell or you end up in purgatory for a little bit and get purified. I was explaining purgatory to the young ones earlier um, and how you get purified, but then you're going to be in heaven. But your kind of being you are doesn't change when you die. <laughs> you can't become an angel all of a sudden. Uh, angels well, think, already exist. And you're getting to the point of don't go making up answers. And please don't get your theology from 10 people's Facebook posts. Right. And that's why I was saying go find the, the real answer, answer from there. So, you know, I used to teach in high school. And again, seniors in high school, same thing as having toddlers, right? They, In a sense, because they asked. If you let them, they ask, there's something very odd going on in a house right I now. I don't know what is happening out there. One of us will check out in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Go check that out. But um, they would ask very tough questions, and I encouraged it. One of the worst things, I think, whether you're a parent or a teacher or a catechist, or whatever, one of the worst things you can do is stifle. I, and I know lots of who stifle questions because they're afraid. Of getting asked something they can't They can't answer. answer. And I would just go, you know what? You got me. I actually don't have an answer to that. So let's go look it up. Or I would sometimes, when I was teaching, I would say, guess what? You have a new homework assignment. What, what are you doing? Can you pause it? Well, we can, but Just I don't know. pause it because we have to check out what. There's like crashing happening. They're supposed to be sleeping. It really isn't that loud. I think you're exaggerating right now. Just pause it. We're just going to pause this, folks. Someday we'll come back. I don't know if I can pause this or not. Yes, just. All right. We're I'm... back. We're back. What was Basically, that? everybody changed beds. It's I, I, don't I don't know. If, I don't know if this is even recording right now. It looks like it's recording. Well, let's hope so. Okay. If well, not, we'll keep talking, and then we'll have to. Record it looks like it's the working. Thing all over again. Yeah, basically, crashing was like someone moved from the bottom bunk to the top bunk, and then everybody's in a different position. Basically, the three girls are. They were. They were almost sleeping when I left them. I said, "I'll be back." go to sleep and I come back and they're literally changed completely where they were sleeping this one's got this one's pillow and is screaming at her it's like mayhem don't they know we're trying to talk about death care yeah seriously so where was I oh I don't know I'd give them high school kids I'd give them homework assignment oh yeah point being is encouraging questions questions is a good thing and then if you don't have the truth as we have, have we been, we've been given from the church through divine revelation, go look it up. Again, go ask somebody in, or make it a family exercise to go find it. So don't be afraid of it. And if that's something you're wrestling with, and maybe you're in a situation right now where you might be that person, you haven't thought about it, you're in denial, maybe you're avoiding death, maybe you've suffered a lot. I don't know what your situation is, but you're going to have to go deal with that. Because if you've if you have children you're trying to raise them in the faith, one of the things you're going to have to talk to them about is life and death. You're going to have to talk about eternal life mm-hmm. and what the church it's kind teaches of why about. we're, I mean, it's, it's what we're, oh, it's the point it's of the our point entire of faith Christian journey is Jesus yeah. died. By the way, all, you, again. all human beings, all human beings. <laughs> yeah. That, and the point is to be able to be with him in the next life. And so they have to have an understanding of that reality, right. everything should point us to that life in heaven. Yeah. Every decision we make should point us in the right direction on this the right journey towards eternal life. But, I mean, you have to talk about <laughs> death well, is part I, of it. And, and that's how we get there. That's how we get to eternal life. And I think one of the things that it does, right, it's supposed to remind us that we should be prepared at all times. We're supposed to be trying to be prepared at all because we don't know. We, we don't That's know what's right. going to happen in our lives. 
And hopefully what that also does for us is not that we live in fear of death, but that we appreciate the gift of life, the people that God has put into our lives, our families, our friends, and so that we can first and foremost love God and then love our neighbors, love others. And and I think that sense of the awareness of the reality of death shouldn't, again, not scare you into it, but help put things in proper order and proper perspective so that we truly live the life that God has one day at a time. It's funny because I'll, I'll be giving the eulogy at my grandfather's um, funeral, and and I haven't really thought out the whole thing yet, but I know one of the things I'm going to talk about is my, my grandfather just had a good way of just saying, it's one day at a time. Don't yeah. sweat the small stuff. Be good. Be good to the people God has put into your life. It's one day at a time. Don't worry about it. Just take it one day at a time. I mean, and, and I think most people just, I get you like that sometimes. I, yeah, think about we, the 10 steps ahead, 20 sure, steps ahead, five sure. years down the line. You get caught up in living outside of the present. Yeah. yeah. And that's hard to do. It's hard to live in the present. Yeah. It is. I have a hard time living in the present. I'm always looking to what's next. What what has to be done? What what's what's coming up? Blah 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 blah. And it's it's tough to live one day at a time. Yeah. And giving each day to Christ, giving each day, renewing, giving our life to Him. What do you want? What do you have for me today? Yeah. Lord. <laughs> and being grateful for the moments that you're you're being given, and not try not to miss them, mm-hmm. and like a good hike up a mountain. Oh my gosh! I wish I missed that. Oh, sad. <laughs> no, I, I, I know. But I, it, again, it's just that I'm semi-joking, tongue-in-cheek, but appreciating the moments that God gives us, even the bad ones, mm-hmm. even the bad ones that he allows to happen, appreciating and understanding that he's with us, even if we don't feel it in that moment. And again, my grandfather, he had kidney cancer. He had prostate cancer. He was on dialysis for a bunch of years. The guy went through a lot of suffering, lost his his only son a couple of years ago, uh, who died of brain cancer. So it's not like my grandfather had uh, grew up in the Great life. Depression, yeah. served in World War II. I mean, classic uh, greatest generation man. But he always had a smile on his <laughs> <Always>. face. <laughs> it, it, it just didn't matter. He had a smile on his face. He'd say, "Oh, it'll be okay." You know, everything is just gonna. And he be wasn't fine. trite about it either. Nope, he, he just, really believed. He that. really believed yeah, that yeah. God was in control. And he just kind of gave every day over to him. And what a lesson for all of us that we need to live every day like that. And I think having a healthy understanding of life and death and then being able to talk about that, wrestling with that, thinking about that yourself as a human being, as a Christian, and then processing that with your children and encouraging by the way, this is we don't talk about death every single day of our lives. No. But we're just not scared of that topic coming right. up. Right. We're not. And again, it's not easy. We grieve. We suffer. Yep. Um, they watch us sad. I remember the day that I found out my grandmother passed mm. away. I was, I got a phone call from my mom, I think it was, and I just was sobbing. I was so sad. I, was, I loved my grandmother so much. And, and again, she was in her 90s as well. She mm. lived a long life. Um, I didn't know my grandfather because he died before I was born. So she literally lived as a widow for the whole entire, my whole entire life was mm. her as a widow. And, um, she was a tough Greek woman, but I just loved her so much. And I was sad. And, and I remember one of the kids came up to me and asked, what must have been Celeste or Kiara, why, why are you crying? You know? And I told her, I said, well, mommy's just very sad because 
Yaya died and, you know, and it started, she said, oh, you know, and she was sad and compassionate and I just need to cry, you know, and that's, that's okay. It's okay that she saw me grieving. It's a good thing because grief is part of the human experience. We yeah. need to be able to express the different emotions that come to us. And I said that to, to the girls tonight, as I was talking about the wake, I said, people could be crying and that's, that's okay. And, and one of them said, um, Meme, Meme will cry probably because that was her dad. You know, if, if our dad died, I'd be very sad, you know, and she kind of is just that empathy. Like she could understand that. Yeah, of course. You know, when, when you lose somebody, you're going to be sad, even though Pep is not sad anymore because he's in eternal life. So he's not sad, but just that understanding of as human beings, we have emotion and it's good to be able to express emotion. And it's not anything to shy away from. It's okay to... Right. And again, that's just another... Like anything else, as parents, our kids are always watching, always listening. The older kids certainly are very aware of things that are happening. Um, and so we... Those moments give us an opportunity to show them this is this is how life goes. This and is then a human we, experience. We all different ways of, of grappling with it and talking that stuff through, letting them ask questions. I think this is the... Kind of the little parenting, I don't know, we're not experts as always, but um, one of the things we try to do in this podcast is just talk about stuff and sometimes the topics we're going to cover is just because life is happening to us. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to share with you how we're dealing with that and how we're trying to work through that both as a couple and as parents with our kids. And mm-hmm. and obviously this was one of those opportunities um, to do that. It's a lot more. I had all kinds of ideas of potential topics talking about, you know, this kind of like the, my grandfather was a throwback. I mean, uh, you know, classic. This is isn't this how we all should live type of guy, you know, and maybe we will and talk about that because, you know, the way he lived his life is not is old is old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've thought about him and I've always appreciated this about him, man, I I, I could do a little, I could stand to be a little more like him mm-hmm. on a daily basis and to think that through and process that. And this, again, death of loved ones give us an opportunity, especially too. if they're good. Yeah. And he was certainly a, a great man to learn, how can I become better? How What can I take from his life? That, and there was so much good to take from it, except I can't sing. Um, he was a great, he loved singing. He was awesome. He was he, so good. He entertained oh, people. He was great. Pull out his but guitar and sing at every What can function. I take from that to help me come, become a better person? So... We'll find, I'm sure there are, I mean, I, I want to talk about the care that my family has provided to their parents. I think there's, that's a whole topic that I think is important mm-hmm. that we, again, another thing of setting an example for our children. So there's been a lot that this has kind of brought out in me as far as potential topics for us to talk about. And we're not the only ones who are dealing with this stuff, but um, we'll keep trying to do what we do. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's that's it. I don't know what more we can say about that. We probably can't say anything else. No, but thank you for listening to us and joining us for another podcast. Yeah, not the probably not the happiest topic, but well, I mean, it's a real topic. It's a real topic. And again, for us as Christians, like like we're gonna be having as Lori said, the wake tomorrow and then the funeral. Like it's gonna be sad, but there is joy in my heart about where I I do believe my grandfather and that you'll hopefully see is him right again. now and that, and that we will be reunited with him again and i think yeah. that's just to end on that just our hope of 
seeing, seeing, you know, our loved ones again, but also that the importance of praying for Mm. those who pass away, because I know in other faiths and I've had friends share with me and, uh, different beliefs and, um, that, you know, oh, we know exactly who's where, like we know who's, oh, if they weren't a believer that they must be in hell. And if they were a believer, they must be in heaven. And we just don't. The only ones we know for sure um, are are the saints that have been canonized. They're the only ones we know for sure because the church has a very rigorous process that through miracles and uh, investigating their life has deemed that those people are for sure in heaven. And that's why they're canonized and called saints. But otherwise, we don't know for sure. We can hope that our loved ones are there, but we they actually rely on our prayers to be able to help them get there. To heaven and so we don't know if a soul it's one of those, it's one of the spiritual works of mercy for us as, as catholics and yeah. so yeah it's, it, it is one of those things that again just things we allow certain things to become out of vogue but pray for them pray for and then and by the way the I, I always do the i always do the um like I, I think about my uncle mock often so i don't know if he's in purgatory heaven so i pray for his soul first and foremost lord have mercy on him i want him to be with you face to face oh by the way uncle mock if you're already there <laughs> yeah. Please pray for me. Pray for me. I just do both. <laughs> exactly. I, pray I cover all bases for all the people yeah, exactly. who I think about um, until the, until they're canonized. <laughs> I have to do that. So you can do both. And, yeah, that's and, right. And just so you, when you think about those loved ones, stop for a moment and just just in case they're in purgatory, pray for their cleansing pray of their for soul. Pray for their cleansing of their soul. And then if they are in heaven, ask them to pray for you. Can't go wrong. Yep. Yeah, so no, don't miss that. It's a very important part of activity that we can do here while and that's while why we, we have living. and that's why we have masses said for deceased right. and that's a beautiful practice because mass is the greatest prayer and so that we're really imploring god you know on their behalf to have mercy on them and, and allow them to enter heaven and i sure hope people are offering masses and prayers for me when i die you know so amen yeah so we hey, do folks. that for people we love so yeah so don't just pray for my the repose of the soul of my grandfather. Let's maybe this is if you listen to this episode, take a few moments after it. Pray, pray for, for the all souls those of purgatory. People. Yeah, and all the of people them. that you and the people yeah. that you know. You yeah. know all your deceased yeah. relatives and friends. All right. Well, listen. If you like the episode, give us a good review. Give us five stars. Share it with others. Pray for us. We'll be praying for you. Yes. Thank you. And this was. Go ahead, that's your part. (laughs) (laughs) This was Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. God bless.